Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is up? Welcome to Friday, May the 7th edition of Roughing the Kicker, a daily Kansas City Chiefs podcast on ArrowheadReport.com. I am your host, Tucker Franklin, and joining me today is the return of Sam Hayes. Wichita Chief Sam is with me here. You can follow him on Twitter at Wichita Chief Sam. Sam, how you doing today? It's been a while since we've talked. It's been like uh, towards the beginning of the reboot that we had you on, and then a bunch of stuff has happened since then. We had a bunch of other, you know, I think reporters from different sides come on. We started with you on Fridays, then that's what they took over. Hopefully now in this offseason, we can get you more on Fridays and try to find a role in the regular season as well. So, Sam, welcome back. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing wonderful. We're getting close to a college graduation, feeling very excited yes. about that. And then we can get into the summer and uh, then on to football season. Yes, that is the big thing here. Uh, football season, we're waiting for it. Uh, really all the time in the NFL. What I've learned since I started covering the NFL, like last April doesn't stop. There's absolutely nothing that stops the NFL from moving along. And the chiefs made some announcements of signings, even after the UDFAs, even after their draft picks, they announced uh Kamale is how I think you say it. Correa. Um, mm-hmm. I think I saw on his uh, pro football reference page, his nickname is chameleon. Um, so that's Ooh. kind of a little easier name to say, but they announced Correa, who is a linebacker. I don't know if you saw this today, Sam, but his uh, agency tweeted out that he was signed and they photoshopped him in number eight for Ooh. the uh, Chiefs, which looked pretty darn slick. I'm a big fan of those wide guys and in, in single digit numbers, but they signed Correa. They signed wide receiver Chris Finke and defensive back Will parks first off sam off the off the jump which signing stands out to you the most it's got to be correa correa is the guy who's had the most nfl experience uh finky hasn't played an nfl snap yet parks hasn't had uh he's had a little bit of nfl experience but uh i mean he's played with denver a little bit and a tiny bit with philly but yeah correa is the guy who had the uh had like some experience in 2019 with tennessee and then, uh, I mean, we saw him in the in the playoffs, and Correa had a little bit of a decent impact early in that game, put some pressure on Mahomes. But uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably Correa. But Parks, uh, Parks could be interesting. Finky, uh, I don't think Finky will do much, but Parks and Correa are the guys who have some experience. Yeah, I think so too. I think Parks is kind of an interesting one too. You look at him; he's played that safety role for Denver. He played for Philly last year as well. Got a little bit of run there. I'm trying to see here. He's played in like, uh, what, 72 career games, uh, according to his pro football reference. So I, I think he does have a little bit of experience. He could come in and make an impact. Necessarily, does he need move the needle for me? Not really all that much. None of these guys really move the needle a whole bunch. I do think the signing of Correa is interesting because when you start to look at their depth numbers when it comes to linebackers they didn't really have a whole lot with Damian Wilson going elsewhere so I think bringing in another body in Cray was was kind of important for the team yeah I I assume uh if they're actually going to move him to linebacker they'll probably move him to be the fourth guy or maybe or I guess the fifth guy actually with Neiman uh Bolton 
uh, Hitchens and then Willie. So, uh, well, maybe Correa could play more for like a pass rushing role since that was where he played mainly as as a edge, edge defender. But if they want to move into like a Sam linebacker role, I think that could be fine. And then uh, have him as a little bit of a, a blitzer or whatever if they want to, or play him still on the edge as a extra blitzing linebacker, whatever they want to do. So Correa, they could do some good creative stuff with him. He has some potential, uh, and we'll see what he can do. I'm excited to see what they kind of do here. A lot of these signings are camp body signings, just trying to get their 90-man roster filled out for, for training camp here. Another signing that happened that we've, <laughs> we haven't had the time to talk about with everything that's going on, this happened just before day two of the draft was Jarek McKinnon. Um, and I really do like this signing for the Chiefs. I think he's a good pass protection back. He's just a good back for the Chiefs to have in their rotation when it comes to, you know, Darrell Williams, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, now Jarek McKinnon. I think that's a solid three-man rotation there. What do you think about that signing? Yeah, I think McKinnon, um, he's probably – I don't know if he's better than Daryl, but he's definitely a really sure-handed back. He's had some good seasons in pass blocking, but especially as a, as a sure-handed running back, only two career fumbles in his uh, seasons with San Francisco and Minnesota, and that is over 575 career carries so that is those are amazing numbers four of his five seasons in the nfl with an 85 plus fumble grade for pff and several years where he has had a very good uh running grade as well uh his yards per carry isn't that high but maybe that's at the fault of minnesota minnesota doesn't have the best offensive line we could possibly have a much better offensive line this year than minnesota now with uh what we've created with (laughs) with Creed Humphrey and Mm -hmm. Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown. That's an unbelievable trio. And then maybe if we could get Kyle Long back to what he was or Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, either one they could choose. And then I feel great about Lucas Niang at right tackle if they want to go with him. I'm a big fan of Lucas Niang. So that's a great offensive line that could really help McKinnon out and make uh, McKinnon a really effective backup for uh, Clyde. You mentioned Trey Smith, too, when you talk about those guys. You throw Trey Smith in there, he's a pretty pretty heavy-handed guy. When it comes to the run game, those guys will make any any running back look good, right? Um, it doesn't matter who's touching the ball. Those guys, uh, hopefully, are going to uh, make any back look good. Now, there could be some growing pains, but, man, I sure like to think that the floor of this offensive line unit is a lot higher than the ceiling of what it was, you know, just six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, offensive line, I mean – I am I am pretty happy with the way they've restructured it. I think they addressed the draft about how they should have with uh, Bolton. Bolton's a pretty good linebacker. I'm happy with him. He's really good, instinctual guy, and he looks more athletic on the field than uh, his testing numbers. So Bolton at linebacker. And then Humphrey, I think, should be starting at center immediately. Austin Blythe mm-hmm. is fine, but Creed Humphrey could be a game changer, like Pro Bowl level center for a long time. And yeah, I think this offensive line, it, it should blow away what we saw last season in the Super Bowl. So I'm curious, I wanted to ask you about this too, Sam, about your thoughts on their draft. You kind of touched on it a little bit. Going into it, I, I've mentioned on almost every podcast I've been on, I was a little apprehensive heading into it just with Brett Veach's track record. How were you going into it and how do you feel coming out? Well, I was hoping they would address wide receiver a little bit earlier because, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a pretty – modern football kind of uh, guy when it comes to wanting to address wide receiver a a lot and wanting to address corner a lot more than 
edge defender, offensive line, and some of those, and especially like running back. Um, but I think that they got a pretty solid wide receiver who showed some really good stuff at Clemson. Powell could be really solid for us. And I mean, again, Sean Wade had a lot of bad games last year. And I, I'm sorry, Sean Wade. Sean Wade just had the worst imaginable season for any like potential yeah. top corner prospect in this draft class. But he made Sean Wade's day a living nightmare. And uh, I think Powell could really be an impact player as maybe a number three receiver as a rookie and hopefully as a number two in the future. Um, I, I really like Noah Gray from Duke. Like what, everything mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, he, he really has some moments where he screams Kelsey. He's not going to be Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but he has a play here and there that is just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, Trey Smith, that's a huge steal late in the draft. Love it. Um, who am I missing now? Oh, uh, corner, corner, corner. Kendo. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, Kendo as well. Did we, mm-hmm. did we draft a corner? We didn't draft a corner. I don't corner, think so, no. I don't think we drafted a corner, but yeah, Kendo. Um, very athletic, high potential. Um, potentially the Florida State misused him. I mean, we, we could talk about some college coaches misusing players. I mean, we saw it really well this year um, in, in L.A. with the Chargers at a, with a certain quarterback who might not have been used properly in college at Oregon. Uh, so maybe Kendo, high potential, high ceiling, love it. Um, Trey Smith would have been three rounds higher, maybe even four, if he didn't have his uh, injury history. Yeah. And yeah, Powell, Gray, Bolton, Humphrey, very happy. Think all those guys are have. Uh, they're they're even safe picks i'd say i don't even yeah. think they're like dangerous like only shooting for the moon type guys like maybe kando and and trey smith are i think all those guys could be safe reliable players early that's the that's i think that's really nice yeah i think uh connor christopherson equated it to hitting doubles um instead of swinging for the fence going for home runs they're extra base hits. I mean, they're good players. They got them at good value. I think that Powell's a good value. I think Noah Gray is a good value. I know there's some questions about trading up for him, but hey, if the guy's there and they like him, I have no problem with them trading up, especially for Noah Gray. And you, you start to watch his little mixtape that he's got out there. You know, oh my gosh, the dude can put some moves on some guys. You're talking about how he's Kelsey-esque. He really is. And he can line up everywhere on the field. He lines up in the H-back, the slot, out wide. He doesn't really line up in line a whole lot, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I'm curious to see what the Chiefs do roster building wise when it comes to Noah Gray. If they, you know, do kick out Michael Burton, even though they just signed him, or if they do uh, Nick Kaiser see him later. But we'll see what they do with there. I think that's going to be really interesting coming into the fall, how they use him. Yeah, I'd like to see Gray uh, immediately be the number two tight end. I'd like to see Powell be the number two or number three wide receiver. I don't know who else goes along with Hill and Powell. It could be Robinson. It could be Hardman. It could be Pringle. I, I'd be fine with any of those three. They could all three of them have arguments. Um, yeah. And then yeah, Humphrey starting center Bolton. I would like to see good, see get good reps this year. Um, I'd, I, I've heard, I've seen concerns about him likely not being able to take snaps away from Neiman. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe he could still take snaps away from Neiman. I think he's a better coverage player than Neiman is. Mm -hmm. So uh, if he could take snaps away from Neiman uh, and be one of three impact linebackers with Hitchens and Gay, that'd be wonderful. Um, And yeah, I think Trey Smith, basically you're taking a red shirt year with him. Kando, probably a red shirt year with him. I'd still like to see like Melvin Ingram as uh, as a really nice option. Uh, Richard Sherman, if they want to look at corner or Bashad Breeland coming back. Mm Either of those I think would be wonderful. But yeah, with this draft, I solid B plus type of type of draft grade if you want to do if you're fine with draft grades at this point. I, I think they did a very solid job addressing some minor holes they didn't really it's hard because this team doesn't have any like gigantic holes that they didn't patch up before the draft they had the gigantic hole with offensive line they got that patched up already before the draft even started and uh i consider edge defender a decent hole um but they they could they can make it work as is now jones at defense uh defensive interior uh, Jaron Reed, defensive interior, uh, Tershawn Wharton, defensive interior, Derek Naughty, defensive interior. That's a good interior group on the D line. So maybe that can be enough to help out the edge defenders and maybe open up some more stuff for them. And hopefully, hopefully that'll give some more opportunities to perform better. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying today's show. We're going to go ahead and step away for a moment so you can hear a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think that's kind of what they're thinking, too. They did kind of put all their eggs in the, the interior defensive lineman basket, right? When you think about Jaron Reed, uh, Tershawn Horton's really emerged as one of these really good interior guys. I do think Kando could be a rotational guy this year. He has had some injury issues, too. I think it was an ankle or a shoulder. It was a joint that he had a problem with, I do remember. Um, so those are always t- you know tough coming into the league. It's hard to say how that'll translate, but he is just a big old ball of clay. I've, I've heard that term used for him and I've continued to use it because there is just so many multiple things I think about Joshua Kando that you can have and he can come in and be an impact player because he is such an athlete, you know, number three in his high school class 
out of, I think it was Chase Young was number one. I can never remember who was number two. Kalevion Chasen maybe was number two, and he was number three. Um, so, I mean, there's some studs in that draft class or in that recruiting class, and he's a stud in this class. I think athletically, potential-wise, getting in there with the coaches of Steve Spagnuolo, Brendan Daly, it's going to be perfect. I think this is almost the perfect place he could have gone. Yeah, definitely might be. And looking at the edge defender group right now, uh, obviously Clark is the main guy. And then you look at Taco Charlton, Mike Dana, Tim Ward, and then Kando. Um, I think all those guys, I, I think Charlton should be uh, the second edge defender. He yep. did look very solid in terms of like his efficiency uh, as a pass rusher this year but um i mean that was also not with the biggest sample size so i hope that uh charlton could do a, a good job as the second edge defender and then yeah he could fight mike dana for the third guy to see if he mm -hmm. can get some more snaps than you'd expect but uh yeah i i don't know if there's much of a place for him this year but if if he can find a way in that would be wonderful He he's definitely got the tools to work with you could see it in some of his highlights that he has the tools to become a great player. And uh, they just, they just got to mold him as that. One of the big things going around on chiefs Twitter on, on Thursday, Cornell Powell looks like he's going to take the number 14 um, mm -hmm. in the, in the shoes of Sammy Watkins, also a Clemson receiver going to wear number 14. Do I you think it. he can pick up where Sammy Watkins left off? I know a lot of people, Sammy left a sour taste in their mouth with, you know, not playing all that well, being injured down the stretch, but do you think he can really fill that Sammy Watkins role? Um, as a rookie, that'll be still tough for him to do. I know Sammy underperformed in the regular season. That that is definitely the case. I wish Sammy did more in the regular season. But obviously, what we will always remember Sammy Watkins for yeah. is amazing postseason moments. Amazing mm -hmm. postseason moments. I don't know if Cornell Powell is going to give that to us immediately. I would love to see that. That would be obviously terrific. But uh, it's possible that Powell equalizes him or even improves upon him in the regular season. But I don't know if we're going to see any 150, 200 yard postseason games or any two touchdown, three touchdown postseason games. That'd be wonderful, but I don't think he'll do that, but he might be a good consistent uh, third option to go with Kelsey and Hill, or maybe even a fourth option. If uh, Noah Gray is that good, fingers yeah. crossed. So uh, I think Powell could be a good, reliable guy. I don't know if he's going to explode, have those like explosive, incredible games yet, maybe in the yeah. future. I think that he can be a good receiver for this team. I'm holding out hope for him. You know, a lot of people on our YouTube comments are like, hey, you know who else was a fifth round pick? Tyreek Hill. Um, just immediately going, hey, look <laughs> that, at that. That might not be the best comparison, but I mean, hey. I respect it. it. Yeah. I respect. I respect the positivity. Yeah, that's what. See, this is what the best about this time of the year is: is that after you draft, after these draft classes are yeah. announced and they're done, the players you drafted are just the best players ever. Noah Gray uh, is Travis Kelsey, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's essentially what happens after the draft classes are announced. You're like, my team has the best players out of this whole draft. It's fun. It all happens. Amazing. So, uh, Sam, I appreciate you joining me. But before I let you go, I want to ask you. One more question that, that might take up a little bit of time, but mm. what do you think the Chiefs still have to do? I think that the Chiefs still need 
unless they're happy with Taco Charlton, which they might be happy with Taco Charlton, and that'd be fine. But if they're not happy with Taco Charlton, I would love to see them bring in Melvin Ingram to be the second edge defender. Melvin Ingram recently has still been a very productive, very impactful edge defender for the Chargers, along with Joey Bosa. He is a a pro bowler. He's still a recent pro bowler. Mm -hmm. So I think Melvin Ingram, if you bring him in, he's still out there. Is his only meeting still been with the Chiefs? I think that was the case. I believe his only meeting might have been with the Chiefs, and that was weeks ago, and he still hasn't signed anywhere. So Ingram with the Chiefs would be wonderful. I would love to see that. Um, don't think they have to dress quarterback. Don't have to dress running back wide receiver. I mean, it might be too late now. We've got our guys, Hill, Hardman, Robinson, Pringle, Powell, fine. Uh, tight ends, Kelsey, Gray, Bell or Kaiser, fine. Um, O-line, we're good. We have all the depth now. We have good starting lineup. Um, interior defensive line, great. Linebacker, we got our guys probably. Corner is the last one. So Richard Sherman or Bashad Breeland. I want Melvin Ingram and I want either Richard Sherman or Bashad Breeland. You give me those two. And I think we are completely set. We have basically no holes after that. I legitimately zero negatives on this team. In my opinion, if we bring in a corner like Richard Sherman or Bashad Breeland and an edge defender like Melvin Ingram. I'm totally with you. I think that Bashad Breland seems like a, a, a fit that makes sense, right? I mean, I don't think he's gotten any calls. I don't think he's gone on any visits. Nate Taylor's reported that he's been in the building, and he says it's almost certain that he's going to resign. It's just a matter of when he's going to resign. I, I'm I curious what the happy to hear that. I'm very I'm, happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm curious what the price point is. Like, why hasn't it happened yet? What? Who? Who is it? Is it the Chiefs not wanting to give Bashad a multi-year deal? I wonder what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they've given him much money in their deals, right? Like, I think last year when he signed, like, a one-year deal or whatever, it was probably, like, under $2 million, probably something like that, yeah. maybe a little yeah. over $2 million. I don't remember what it was, but uh, Bashad Breeland hasn't gotten that much money from this team. So, Breeland, you bring him in, you get him with Ward and Sneed, um, Fenton, Baker, if Baker can recover from his injury. That's a pretty good five-man group at corner, although I do think they still need Breeland. You still, you still need that... Yes. The depth is cool, but you need the starting level corners. So Breland is a starting level corner based off of things he's done for this team. Um, and then safeties were definitely good on that. Matthew Sorensen, Thornhill, that's trio. You're good. Will Parks, I guess, could play safety for mm-hmm. us too. So Will Parks is safety, um, I guess, is the fourth guy. Maybe that leaves out Armani Watts. Sorry, Armani. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, yeah, Breland. If that's basically a near certainty, fantastic. Now call back up Mark uh, Melvin Ingram, get that done. Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark and Chris Jones and Jaron Reed or Tershawn Wharton, awesome four-man pass rush there compared to at least the results of last year. I think that's definitely a major improvement off of the results last year and the year before. Pass rush has not been good enough the last two years, but thankfully the secondary has been good enough to make up for it and make it a solid defense, better than what it was when we had the most sacks in the NFL and the coverage was just not good enough. So the defense has been better the last two years now that our secondary has been a lot better, even though our pass rush has gotten a lot worse. So give me Breland, give me Melvin Ingram and try to put no holes on this defense and get ready for a second ring. 
I think I'm right there with you, Sam. I appreciate you joining me and bringing the energy, too, on this Absolutely. wonderful Friday, taking the good vibes into the weekend. So make sure you go follow Sam on Twitter at Wichita Chiefs. Sam got all kinds of good stuff gearing up for you in this Chiefs, really, this offseason here. We're going to try to figure out who's making the team and who isn't. So, Sam, love to talk to you next week. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thank you very much. This has been an episode of Roughing the Kicker on ArrowheadReport.com. I'm your host, Tucker Franklin. Go follow me on Twitter at Tucker D. Franklin. On Monday, I'll be back with Mark Van Sickle for our Mondays with Mark. So until then, I'll talk to you on Monday. The Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a daily Kansas City Chiefs podcast brought to you by Almost Entirely LLC in association with ArrowheadReport.com. Roughing the Kicker is hosted and produced by Tucker Franklin, executive produced by Joshua Briscoe, and is available on ArrowheadReport.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Chiefs coverage, visit ArrowheadReport.com and follow at SI Chiefs, at Tucker D. Franklin, and at JB Briscoe on Twitter. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.